Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Middle of the Row, the podcast. This week, we are discussing James Wan's 2010 release, Insidious. This film stars Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne, what's that lady's name? Uh, Lynn Shay. Lynn Shay. Who, I don't think she had a name. She was always just that woman until these movies. And I'm, I'm forgetting her name, but the, the mother from Black Swan as well. Barbara Hershey. Barbara Hershey, yeah. The, the director of The Invisible Man is one of the spooky guys. Ooh. Lee something. <laughs> Can't think of his name. He also wrote all the Insidious movies. But, Ooh. Oh, I did forgot to pull this up. It Was there a movie? Oh, yeah, there was. I know. This was James Wan's third feature after saw which was a micro budget thriller that made like a bajillion dollars. i think it was like made one, a l- 100 million off a budget of like 1.2 uh then he made oh no he made two three movies this is his fourth movie they made dead silence which was a ventriloquist dummy horror film is that Meh. correct ben i'm assuming yeah. you're the only one that's it's it. it's eh, Lauren, it's all right maybe I haven't. Ben also saw Death Sentence, I saw, which was Kevin Bacon with a bat. Is that an accurate? Yeah. That one was... Is there anything supernatural in that movie? Oh, no. It's like a revenge thriller, if I remember correctly. Again, that movie, like, faded from memory real quick. You gave it three stars. Yeah. Um, And then this, I guess, is his return back to the horror genre. And uh, I'm going to let... This movie was... It's equally successful, like Saw. It made a ton of money. They made the movie for no money, which will definitely be a topic of conversation today. Ben, why did you end up going with Insidious? I wasn't a big fan of it when it first came out. Like, I wasn't really impressed. And this is before why, I really... Do you have of... any reason why... Can you? Do you have any... Like, what, what turned you off the, about it? I thought the saw? ending was pretty lackluster. Still is. Yeah. And then I, I just, I don't know, it just didn't, it had some pretty scary moments every once in a while. Like some of the stuff with Rose Byrne in the house, like the second house with the kid running around is kind of scary. And then the baby monitor thing, but everything else was just like, not really that impressive. Um, and also like the main villain entity. Darth Maul. Is hysterical <laughs> to look at. I don't know. I remember seeing a picture my only connection with this movie was a still frame of the f- jump scare where he's behind Patrick Wilson. Mm-hmm. His name is Lipstick Face Demon. <laughs> <laughs> that I remember help. being no. legitimately unsettled by the imagery of his face. Well, it's because yeah, it's because it's blurry though too. Like you don't get a really good look at him till the end, and then when you do, it's kind of and it's got like a uh, you know tiptoe through the tulips playing, which granted could have been a really spooky pick. If I didn't see it in SpongeBob SquarePants like a bajillion <laughs> times. So it just makes me laugh. And so I kind of like forgot about it. And I wasn't like, it's terrible. I was just like, eh, it's not great. It's meh. Then, you know, like anytime James Wan has a movie come out, it's like from the director of Saw. Ooh. And Insidious. Ooh. And I don't know why like people would still gravitate that towards that being a good thing. And I was like, maybe I just... Because the studios like it because it made a shit ton of money for them. No, but like most of my friends, you know, we, who we talk about horror movies, they say Insidious is pretty good. And I just, you know. I mean, yeah, it has a 6.8 average yeah. uh, user score on IMDb. 
people like it. And I was just like, you know what? Maybe I just, maybe it just 3. didn't. 3.2 on Letterboxd. So about yeah, so it's like thing. average. Yeah. Like, And I'm just like, and I'm like, maybe I, it didn't sit with me like it did with everyone else. Maybe I just didn't gel with it. Maybe I need to give it another shot. And I just kept putting it off for 10 years. Um, and I went back to it this time and I think it's actually worse, worse than I remember. Like, it's not scary really, like, at all. There's a couple jump scares that are, and it's like, they're, they're good. But then I look back and I'm just like, man, The Conjuring did, like, all of these things, but, like, way better. Yes. (laughs) I mean, this movie is James Wan's dry run for The Conjuring. For sure. Like, the whole time I was watching this, I was like, I'd rather be watching The Conjuring. He's like, guys, what if you gave me a ton of money to make a horror movie? What could I do? And I I think in that aspect, that's like the strongest aspect of the movie. I think it's a good calling card. It's well directed. There's interesting shots, but the budget just holds it back from the whole time. I don't think it's the budget holding it back. I think it's just not, I mean, it's not scary. Like, you don't need a budget to make things scary. Like, I think the first half of the film is affecting. It has moments that are affecting. I think when it gets into the mythology of it all is where it kind of, it's just too too much going on. The further. (laughs) And then, and then I read the Wikipedia for the second movie and it just sounds like even fucking crazy. Like, yeah, I watched it. So did I. It it sounds like a fucking crazy movie. (laughs) Yeah, but it just, uh, and it's like, and it's like, this is probably my least favorite Patrick Wilson performance. And I really like Patrick Wilson, but he's just, he's pretty wooden. I don't know. Did you watch that one? What in the tall grass? No, I haven't. I I mean, that was on your recommendation not to. So yeah, Um, I think I steered clear of that. I think his, his performance is hurt by the, the characters really, they're they're like trying to have this big reveal. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to have this big reveal that's so plainly obvious from the get-go. It was really weird. Like, that was a weird choice. In well, the, it, the it was only plainly obvious once they just kind of threw in, like, oh, yeah, astral projection is, like, totally a thing. It's like, oh, oh, okay. I think what okay. threw me off is, like, the excuse that he he was studying grading papers till 1030 at night, and he had to stay at school to do that was really dumb. Which, by the way, my favorite scene in the movie is the first time he's doing that, and you can just see the chalk drawing of Jigsaw behind him. I was like, that's cool. Rest of this movie... uh... I also just, like, that moment I hated him so much, because it's like the night after, like, your wife is completely terrified... Like mm-hmm. someone's breaking and she sees a man in your house and you leave her alone all night the next night. Like, I yeah. don't even know how she fell asleep when he wasn't home. <laughs> and, the, and it's also like, you know, the sun's comatose, essentially. Yeah. Like, fucking asshole. It's like, grade your papers at home, you jerk. <laughs> actually, the one the one moment I actually thought was done really well was the moment with the photos. Like, that was genuinely creepy. When uh, You mean the little montage of just showing them? The, when Hershey's like, thing. yeah, and she's getting closer yeah. and closer. I think the music it made me think that of the Grudge. Moment. Yeah, yeah. I think this did this. I think this did that better than the Grudge. But um, I like I was genuinely unsettled by that bit. The the movie wears its influences on its sleeve for sure, but I just feel like this movie doesn't transcend the influences really. Mm. Where The Conjuring feels like they legit made like one of my five favorite horror movies probably. Uh, and again, they had more money. They had, I mean, everything was bigger and better in that thing. 
but but the problem the problem you think about it too though is like like if we're do- if that's like our our basis for this it's like his cheapest movie is also still much better than Insidious like Saw is a genuine sure but that that movie. that's cheap in that it's it's you know I grant I haven't seen the movie but it's basically one location correct and wait, two actors wait what you haven't seen Saw no you should see Saw <laughs> see Saw. What the fuck, Zach? How have you not seen Saw? Well, I was not attuned to the... I understand the first movie doesn't fall under the torture porn genre, but that's where it was... That's the movie that conjured that, and I had no interest in participating in that kind of filmmaking. Zach, I agree with you on that, but trust me, this is... I know, I've heard it's good, and it's the one I should watch if I'm going to watch one. I just haven't watched it. I'm not in a rush to watch it. Maybe I'll watch it before The Spiral, which seems intriguing to me. I just... I can't even with you right now, Zach. I don't even. I don't even know what to say. Do you I'm know so, how many movies so you haven't seen that I could say the same thing about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this is Saw. I'm just glad this is happening to you. <laughs> John, had you seen Insidious? I have not. Have I still haven't. <laughs> Wait, what? No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Okay. I, I think Rose Byrne is sexier when she talks in a British accent. Three out of five. She was, she almost, she carries that first half of the movie, though. 100%. Okay. Serious yeah. thoughts. Um, yeah, like, it's, but that's sad, because it's like, Patrick Wilson is a really good actor, too. Like, yeah, but yeah. Rose Byrne is Rose Byrne. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is they should have both been able to, like, you know, carry And it movie. also sucks that the movie kind of gives its way over to Patrick Wilson, instead, like... Yeah, it's like, let's focus on the less interesting character. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, they only needed her for the hyperventilating and freaking out like a woman's supposed to do, and then it was his <laughs> turn to save the day. <laughs> Which he didn't even do, technically. Nope. <laughs> her biggest contribution was probably, like, breaking the ladder. <laughs> Which led to the kid getting hurt, I guess. I love how much they were freaking out about the kid in the attic. It was just another room. <laughs> With a broken ladder, Lauren. <laughs> God. John. Um, yeah, I I related a lot to Ben's thoughts. I too I was thrown off because I felt like the hype for this movie was is huge. I, I did find some of the moments and some of the imagery frightening and unsettling, um, but not in a super original way. That being said, I still slept with the lights on that night after I watched it. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't super impressed. The way it just I was I was intrigued at the beginning cuz the way it just kind of jumped into the story and I thought we were going to get this like really good character study or relationship commentary with Patrick and Rose Burns characters. But then it did kind of fall off the rails when it got into the lore so to speak it was frustrating that there was nothing like i guess i i guess early on i was expecting more of a sixth sense kind of thing where there was something more deeper beyond just the the haunting aspect or the uh, possession aspect but the fact that there wasn't and then the movie was like no we're just a straight up kind of horror film sort of thing just kind of let me down now again like like you guys said that didn't mean it wasn't affecting there were moments where Rose Byrne was extremely effective. There were images that were terrifying still, but the entire the entire experience for me was kind of meh. And I immediately like just went and wikied the sequel because I didn't really want to watch it. 
I like how we all did that, except Lauren, <laughs> who unfortunately had to watch it at some point, I guess. But I mean, again, I said I've completely forgotten what happened, so <laughs> it's good for me. <laughs> I think that the the reason the first half of the film works more is because it is Juan just using the atmosphere and camera work to set up, which is which is what the- Conjuring did so well too. But I don't know if this I don't know if the first half worked for me either. <laughs> Of The Conjuring? Or this movie? No, of this movie. This movie. Okay. that's No, that's good to know. But I think the back half, uh, and I'm going to let Lauren go, is it's that's where the budget stuff reared its head, where it's clear, like, the fighting and the, the, the demons just, it all felt so cheap and, like, barely being held behind Juan's clear expertise behind the camera. Like, he does his absolute best to hide it and can't quite get there. And he just, he has no room to make anything work anymore as things get bonkers. Where Conjuring, when it goes bonkers for the last hour of the movie, he has every toy at his disposal and makes the absolute fucking most of it. Lauren, so you had seen the movie before. Did you remember the first one? Uh, yes, I'm okay. I'm going to broken record this and say, like Ben, I did not like the first one, but I felt super left out because it seemed like most other people I knew and ratings in general were much more positive than what I felt for it. So I've been wanting to give it a second chance for a very long time and was happy when Ben picked it because it gave me an excuse to do so. But unfortunately, I still think <laughs> it's stupid. Do you think it's worse or better? Probably than, a little bit worse. My yeah. my memory of the original time I watched it was just that the end, like when he goes into the further, that just like completely threw me off. And I was like, I'm not in this anymore. It looks like this ridiculous, low budget, like theatrical production. That That's how I think of it when you see like Lipstick Man or whatever it's called. Like it's legitimately <laughs> lipstick on his face, guys. It's not blood. It's supposed to be lipstick, which makes no sense. Like... The reason I say a lot of the stuff in the beginning didn't work for me was that everything just seemed so melodramatic and the music was just so forceful and what it's trying to make you feel and just like these big musical beats of like, this is so emotional, guys. But it's just like, I just hated it. <laughs> like I wanted to tr- mute the movie practically. And there's I know there was this scene where... Um, Rose Byrne and Patrick Wilson are like arguing with each other and she's crying because she doesn't think he believes her and he thinks it's all ridiculous. And I was laughing through it just because it was so ridiculous to me. So yeah, it was not a good movie for me. <laughs> Before I forget, one of my biggest problems with the movie has to do with that where it's like he's not believing her and they call in. Yeah. You know, Lin Shay. Well, it's so and he's stupid. like, well, this is ridiculous. I'll see you later. He goes into his room, sees these pictures, and it's like, yeah, well, these I mean- nicely placed photos. Like, why can you, like, why as Rose Burns' character would she have hung those pictures up in this new house? But also, what- it's like, it's one of those, like, if he's so skeptical, like, my first thought as a skeptic would be, like, they saw the drawings. Like, not, yeah. oh shit, I should believe them because they clearly didn't see these drawings when they were in my son's yeah. room with him looking for demons it's like um, yeah i mean i it was annoying because it's like he believed her enough to move houses but then he took a step back 
again. It's like, no, at that point, you just need to go on all in. And I was just like, I was frustrated with him in that moment. And then I was frustrated with his mom later, where it's like she waits till the end of the movie to be like, oh, no, this was happening to you as a child, too. It's like, this is information that would have been rather pertinent half an hour ago. Yeah, like maybe when the kid first went into like a yeah. coma and they had it's no like, idea oh, what was going on. Oh, Rose, you're seeing ghosts, too? That's crazy. Patrick Wilson used to see ghosts as a child. What, or Josh, also like, his name hmm, is. my son used to astral project, which meant like his body laid limp but he was still yeah. alive that doesn't seem familiar at all right now with my grandson in the exact <laughs> same scenario yeah man she went from she went from black swan to this what a what a nosedive unfortunately that's where <laughs> the script i think gets but the thing is there's a lot of good little kernels of ideas in this thing and i could see this is also pg-13 horror but like kernels of like, which is why we got lipstick instead that's of blood. predictable <laughs> yeah. still. But the and the problem too is sure. like good. You can have good ideas, but if none of them are executed well, like I I wasn't saying they were. I'm just saying I I kept there was multiple times through the first two or thirds of the movie. I was like, oh, this is like I think the idea of adding the astral projection thing is an interesting idea. Like the demons creeping to try to take over a body that's empty. And, like, the capturing of it, again, I think that's all interesting, but they didn't have the budget to make it interesting. Like, they literally, like Lauren said, they rented out a mansion and, like, weirdly production designed it. Like, I think if this movie had the budget of a movie like Doctor Sleep, which has an um, astral projection moment in it, it could have been really cool if the Mm -hmm. further was something they were able to make more mysterious and otherworldly instead of just a house that again plus i'm just not still completely sure what the further is because it's like there's a residual ghost thing going on with those people who are like recreating their deaths i guess the whole time but they also acknowledge that he's there and there's a demon there and all these other ghosts it's like i don't know what's going on is this yeah, just be like cool if the demons were fighting each other too but also why does it look like the same house that they were already in like he has to leave the house and then go back into the I'm house assuming like, I it's just like a i'm assuming it's just like a dimension apart from ours but like so it's the same yeah same house and then i don't know from where like going out from there what it's like who knows well the sequel the wikipedia on sequel says time and space does not exist in the further either so like they really get into like creating some Mm. if that kernel of the idea was in their heads here but they weren't explaining it that would explain why he's going back into a place we've already been and also the budget they had three spaces that they were allowed to shoot in yeah that's yeah yeah i just watching this i wanted to watch the conjuring again and i wanted to watch Mm -hmm. the haunting of hill house again It's like the whole time we were watching, or oh, we were watching, Haunted the whole time house. I was watching this movie, I was just looking in the shadows to see if any secret ghosts were there. Yeah, yeah. me too. And I was like so disappointed. Again, you know, it's there like never this was is, one. <laughs> but again, I mean, this is like in a, you know, eighteen years before, so I can't really hold that against it. Well, I mean, it's not like like a very original idea for the Hill House to do it, though. But one of the things that makes the haunting of Hill House so profound is how. The horror is not just the metaphysical and supernatural horror. It's the broken relationships that were caused by it and that were maybe or maybe just highlighted by it. 
And it makes You're you explaining care about every them. great horror movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but like uh, every great horror movie is the the people. Any great movie, the people. No, but I mean, Zach, this is, is like like Haunting of Hill House is like a drama with like strong horror elements. Like that's how much that's focus what I'm saying. it puts on. Like that's what, uh, every good uh, movie. Uh, like I, I don't know. I Halloween wasn't really like that. Like a, like some yeah, of the, some I, of the I, good I, slasher films aren't like really like that. But you cared about Lori. But caring caring about the characters is different than like having the the super not I should say super the super relatable and very human aspects of their relationships be the most prominent thing and affecting thing. Yeah, like like in in Halloween, Michael Myers is that's that's the big part of the movie, like him being this this like you know terrifying force whereas haunting of hill house like you're watching this family just suffer which is equally as horrifying as the actual ghosts that are like you know it's like a quiet place there's drama with horror (laughs) another one of zach's favorite movies yep stay tuned for our review of the sequel assuming it doesn't get pushed like everything else (laughs) (laughs) but yes we all agree you gotta have good characters to to make any genre movie work most of the time to make genre movies work i think like okay what's the best genre movie where you didn't care about the characters like any friday the 13th uh kong skull island (laughs) there you go like there are a lot of horror movies where you're actively rooting for a character's death you like care you care so little about them that you're just waiting for you know Whatever killer's coming along to, I don't know, beat them to death in a sleeping bag or something. That was a Friday the 13th thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Someone got beaten <laughs> to death in a Yeah, in a, bag? they were in a sleeping bag. He picks it up and just starts slamming it against it's a tree like, when they're inside. They which one? Camp. I don't even remember which one. There's like, there's more I've than only 13 seen the first of them. One, and I, think. I think I would remember that. <laughs> oh, it's not in the first one because it wasn't. Okay. Oh, yeah, Duck. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> But this movie's better if you care about Patrick Wilson. This movie's yeah. better if you. Well, yeah, movies will always be better if you can care about yeah. the characters. It doesn't mean like a movie can't be amazing if it. I would say the the former is more prevalent than the latter, and I don't think you've rattled off one great movie yet <laughs> of defending the other side of it. But that's fine. Uh, I'm not saying they can't be fun movies, but yeah. Ben, you haven't seen any of the side sequels or sequels. Maybe I saw the second one. I'm pretty sure I haven't because I don't remember it. Um, it sounded interesting. Or it, it was. It sounded really dumb. I should say when reading the Wikipedia that <laughs> apparently the the movie opens. The sequel apparently opens like, and picks it's up right not where it known whether, but it's 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 not known whether he's possessed or not when the movie. Ends with him so explicitly being possessed. I yeah. Like, how does that work? I mean, maybe it's just some bad wiki writing, but uh, maybe that's the tension bad, of the movie. Bad movie is that writing. You know Who knows? Is. Why did Patrick Wilson's character stop to yell at this woman? It's he so was trying stupid. to get rid of her. But like, he's like, it's just so stupid. Just jump back in your body, and you can go back to not knowing she's there for the rest of your life, like you did the past thirty years. <laughs> yeah, it it had built up though this. I one one thing that I will give this Did movie it? credit is a little bit to a certain degree was this idea of um an inherited torment. And it was almost like this idea that in order for him to 
defeat and overcome the tormentors of his son, he had to do the same for his tormentors from yeah, when he was a child. Build that up. It explicitly told us that to have the end of yeah. the movie <laughs> makes sense. And to defeat the tormentors of his son, he literally was like, "We need to get you the fuck back to your body as quick as possible." But I'm going to abandon you at the last yeah, moment. But <laughs> I want to go scream at this old lady that you know everyone warned me has been trying to take over my body for like decades. But I'm sure it'll be fine. Because I have I have a whole 10 minutes of experience in this place. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I was so confused by the fact that the the lady was played by a guy. And then it ended up actually, they were like, oh, well, because it was a guy. It was a guy dressed up like an old woman in the sequel. Played by Patrick Wilson oh. in the sequel. Really? No yeah. way. I'm, oh, I'm really? so it glad was, I forgot it was this played movie. By, like, I want to Google Patrick Wilson old lady. I want to see. I want to see what that looks like. Is it is it like hilarious? Or maybe Patrick he just Wilson. plays the version of the killer, serial killer. Because apparently the old lady is a serial killer dressed up in disguise as an old woman to kill his victims. Like, why would he have... Shouldn't he have dressed as someone a little more welcoming? It's like, why would, as a serial killer would you dress <laughs> up as an old woman who looks terrifying? I think her ghost face just was maybe terrifying. Okay. I just want to say that... My favorite part about this movie is that I have now discovered, like, at one point he grabs the kid, like, his son, when the he's being possessed or something, and just starts screaming, like, leave this vessel at it. Or someone screams it at the kid. It might have been the old woman. But it's like, from now on, if ever I'm around, like, if I ever have a kid and they're misbehaving, I'm just going to scream, leave this vessel at my own child. <laughs> it's just hilarious to me. Speaking of teaching kids things you shouldn't do, I've been slowly teaching my nephew to say, um, I see dead people. So that he'll say that around my sister and freak her out. Nice. It worked with it. I did get him to say nice. demon a bunch once. It's pretty good. You should have him try to be like, who's that behind you? Exactly. Just point in a corner of the room <laughs> and be like, I see dead people. I've got nothing on this movie anymore. Go watch The Conjuring. Hell yeah, Conjuring. I just want to reiterate that this demon had lipstick on his face. Like, you know the hand that's on the bed next to the foot? The handprint that we think is blood? No, it's supposed it's to be lipstick. lipstick. That's why is it lipstick? I want. I just want a character study on this demon. Like, what's his deal? Big fan of lipstick. That's gonna do it for Insidious. Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we are going to be watching Pixar's latest, which is a original film from them and is their first fantasy film, and that is Onward. It stars Chris Pratt and Spider-Man Tom Holland and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Why didn't Chris Pratt get a name to go with him? Yeah, he's Mm. Star-Lord, man. I am a huge Pixar fan. I'm excited to see this. Understatement of the year. I think I'm more excited for Soul, but I'm excited for Onward. Dan Scallion, who did Monsters University, I believe, is the director of this one. Oh, good movie. No, underrated. it's not. Underrated. Go rewatch it. It's uh, adequately rated. No, you don't underrated. like Monsters, Inc., Lauren? I, no, Monsters University. University. The prequel. Oh. Monsters, it's Inc. is great. It's not top tier Pittsburgh, Pixar, but it's good. It's it wasn't not bad. bad. 
Is that a Pixar movie? Oh it's mediocre. Jesus so, Christ. So it is the worst Pixar movie. I didn't no, know. Cars. Good no, Cars. That's still Cars. No, yeah. Good Dinosaur is the worst Pixar movie, guys. The Good Dinosaur is good. I don't want to cry. The Good Dinosaur is good. Cars is bad. I assume the good Cars dinosaur 2 and Cars is just 3 are the more of the same. This is a conversation we could save for next week. <laughs> this is true. Go watch Onward. Come back next week to listen to us talk about that. Until next time, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. And you can find us at middleofroad.com. Rate and review the podcast wherever you get it. It helps, apparently. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear. And you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. You can find me on Twitter. Another Rahul J. You can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees. And you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch Onward. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row.